For so many of us, train journeys are etched in the memory as short holidays in themselves. The whistle as the train rumbled off the platform, the chug chugging as it got on speed. Valleys, lakes, towns speeding by. A haze of nondescript platforms and prominent junctions, their names in black on yellow. Bookstores on wheels, porters in red. Tunnels, scary when we first encountered them, but too much fun later. In fact, the longer, the better. And inside? Us. Often in large groups, like a family gathering in motion. All chatter and games and food and beverages. Everyone caught in that heady, undulating motion that refused to leave our bodies long after the journey had ended. A journey very often even more beautiful than the destination. Indian Railways, the world's fourth largest, is its biggest local mover of things and people. It runs more than 13,000 trains, ferrying close to 400 crore people every year across a route length of 68,000 kilometers. It's the country's biggest employer and until a few years back had a dedicated fiscal budget to its name. Over the last few years, the locomotive landscape of the country has been rapidly changing. New and faster trains have hit the tracks, the tracks have become longer and broader, engines, equipment and ecosystem are more efficient. It's a massive growth story fueled by very ambitious plans. But the story has of late teetered on the brink of derailment. Disturbing news coming through from Odisha, ladies and gentlemen. 7 p.m. last evening, three trains collided, leading to a death toll of 280, unfortunately still counting. This is one train which was going to Rayaghar from Vishakhapatnam has derailed in Vizianagaram district. The Central Bureau of Investigation have arrested three railway officials. Focus is now on trying to establish whether there was a motive considering the fault in the wiring. The working hours of local pilot, the rust roots of local pilot, the workload of local pilot, everything is of 1930s, no advancement. What explains the deadly accidents in Odisha and Andhra Pradesh? What are the human errors behind them? What do the train drivers or local pilots have to say for themselves? What are their working conditions like? And is this just human error? Then what explains so many equipment failures? What are the big pending initiatives to make our trains safer? And why are they still pending? Most importantly, are the railways still the safest mode of transport available to us? All that and more in today's episode in which we unravel the latest challenges facing this 170-year-old mammoth of an industry. It's Thursday, the 9th of November. I'm Anirban Chaudhary and this is The Morning Brief. On 2nd June, the Coromandel Express, which was going from Howrah to Chennai, entered into an incorrect train line and crashed full speed into a goods train in Balasore, Odisha. Three of its coaches collided with another passenger train coming from Bengaluru and headed towards Howrah. 
the collision of the three trains led to the death of about 300 people. 1,200 more were injured. It was India's deadliest train crash in almost three decades. Close to five months later, two passenger trains collided in Vizianagaram, Andhra Pradesh, killing 14 people and leaving at least 50 injured. The Balasore accident, which claimed around 300 lives, is being investigated as a case of tampering. That's Tvesh Mishra, my colleague in ET who writes on infrastructure and transport. The railway administration and the central government is very convinced that the infrastructure which was meant to ensure that the train moves on the correct track was tampered with. The Central Bureau of Investigation has been involved in investigating the Balasore triple train collision. They have arrested three railway officials in September. And a lot of focus is now on trying to establish whether there was a motive or whether there was a terror angle in this particular accident, considering the fault in the wiring. And the Andhra incident was more like a misreading of signals. What happened in Andhra Pradesh seems more of a miscommunication. But the unfortunate situation is that the local pilot, the assistant local pilot, and the guard of the other train, all three have lost their lives. So it's a bit harder to understand where things went wrong because these are the three most key witnesses of the accident in Andhra Pradesh. And they, they would have been the people who would know the sequence of events, whether they had got instructions on time or not. Okay, Twish, let's look at the broader picture now and come to the moot question. Are the railways as safe a mode of transport as before? So can you give me a lowdown of all accidents or incidents that have happened this year? And how do they compare uh, to, say, the last five years? So if we see the consequential train accidents, which is accidents that lead to a loss of life or a disruption of train movements, that has gone up from the COVID months because there were lesser number of trains which were operating during COVID. But if you compare it over a five or a 10 year period, railway safety has actually improved. So just going by the numbers, the number of consequential train accidents during 2013-14 was 135 and came down to 22 during COVID-19 years of 2020-21. Uh, and now it has gone up to 48. So there were 48 consequential train accidents during 22-23. And this is in correlation with more trains beginning to operate. So we look at just the numbers, there has been a steep decline in the number of train accidents. So where do we stand vis-a-vis -vis other modes of transport? So statistically speaking, railways has remained the safest mode of transport in the country. If you look at the number of road accidents during 2022, stood at uh, 4,61,000 and uh, over a lakh and a half lives were lost on Indian roads during the year 2022 itself. Comparably, deaths of passengers traveling inside trains isn't as much. A train derailing or some sort of fault because of 
railway operations, the number of deaths is far lower. Primarily because of safer railway operations, because of fail-safe measures that are in place. But Tuesh, 48 isn't a small number either, right? Considering how many people travel on each train. So if I were to ask you, what is the reason behind a majority of these train mishaps? So if we go by a study, most of the accidents happen because of uh, signal passing at danger, SPAD. So that can be simplified as jumping a red light on the road. So these incidents are quite frequent. If we see one of the reasons for it, largely it is attributed to the local pilots not being attentive enough. But if you look at other instances, signaling faults is one of the biggest issues. So during the first six months of the current financial year, 16,000 instances of signal equipment failures were recorded, which is uh, almost 9% more than the 15,000 instances of signal equipment failures last year. It seems most of the accidents are because of miscommunication. The station master is of the opinion that the route is clear and he or she gives the instruction that the train can move ahead. But a lot of times it's not. It also happens that the station master gives an instruction that the route is not clear, but the local pilot doesn't get that information in time or does not interpret it correctly. Right. And one more reason seems to be that these, I mean, obviously the number of signals has also gone up and also they've been upgraded. So we are talking about this whole new automated signaling system that's in place. I want to understand what is basically the, you know, automated signaling system and how different is it from the older signal and how, if at all, are these signals leading to more incidents? To simplify railway working, if there is an automatic signal in place, the movement of trains can be increased. The frequency of trains can go up because under the traditional signaling mechanism, no two trains are allowed to move between one station to another. The first train has crossed it. In automatic block signaling, the railway tries to introduce more trains on a shorter section to improve punctuality and uh, better their resources. Now, if we speak to local pilots, they say that automatic signaling is still pretty new, even though it has been around for roughly 50 years on the Indian railways. And as on December last year, automatic signaling has been provided on 3,700 route kilometers across different zones. This is a small fraction of the entire railway network, which is roughly around 68,000 kilometers. So there is a push to introduce new technology and make trains move faster on the network. But there also needs to be appropriate training of uh, local pilots, uh, of station masters, so that uh, the miscommunication instances come down. While most of these incidents are attributed to human error, specifically errors on the part of the local pilots, the pilots themselves point towards other deeper problems like lack of training, overwork, inadequate rest hours and understaffing. Dwesh and I spoke to SK Chaube, president of the All India Loco Running Staff Association East Coast Railway. 
Now remember, East Coast is where both the deadly accidents happened. Here's Chobe saying that the Odisha incident is as much a result of signal failure as the pilot's error. Actually, जो बहन बाजार उड़ीसा में जो स्टेशन में जो हुआ दुर्घटना हुई थी रेल दुर्घटना हुई थी उसके इंक्वायरी के बाद पता चला था कि उसमें सिग्नल का फॉल्ट हुआ था और सिग्नल और पॉइंट के बीच में जो कोऑर्डिनेशन होता है वो सही ढंग से नहीं था सिग्नल जो था मेन लाइन का दिखा रहा था लेकिन पॉइंट्स ये सिग्नल का फेलर है लेकिन ये सिग्नल अभी भी जो बात हुई है अभी भी जो दुर्घटना हुई है जो विशाखापट्टनम के पास कंडकापल्ली और अलमंडा के बीच स्टेशन के बीच में जो दुर्घटना हुई है उसमें भी पहले सिग्नल फेलर था सिग्नल फेल था तो ये दोनों केस जो है सिग्नल एंड लोको पायलट दोनों में इसमें इन्वॉल्व है दोनों में जब इंट्रोड्यूस किया गया था तो ये नियम ये कहता है कि कोई भी नया सेक्शन अगर इंट्रोड्यूस किया जाता है सिग्नल सेक्शन इंट्रोड्यूस किया जाता है तो उसमें काम जो करते हैं मेनली जो काम करते हैं लोको पायलट असिस्टेंट लोको पायलट है और गार्ड लोग हैं इनको उसके बारे में प्रॉपर ट्रेनिंग दिया जाना चाहिए तो उसके लिए एक रूल है कि आप एक दिन को स्पेयर रखेंगे एक दिन को स्पेयर रख करके और उनको उसके बारे में पूरी जानकारी देंगे हालांकि ट्रेनिंग में दिया जाता है लेकिन फिर भी उसको एक तरह से रिफ्रेशर में प्रैक्टिकल में लाने के लिए उसको इस तरह की चीजें बताई जाती है और मैं समझता हूँ कि ये यहाँ पर इस डिविजन में इसमें थोड़ी सी कमी है और इसलिए हम लोगों ने इसको रिप्रेजेंट भी किया था कि प्रॉपर ट्रेनिंग पहले दिया जाए लोग को उसके बाद ही उनको इस्तेमाल किया जाए इस सेक्शन को इस्तेमाल किया जाए सर मैं एक आपको थोड़ा काट रहा हूँ एक रेलवे की स्टडी थी जिसमें कि ये कहा गया था कि सिग्नल पासिंग एट डेंजर स्पार्ड इसके सन 2010 से लेके 2020 के बीच में 418 ऐसे किस्से हुए जिसमें कि लैक ऑफ अलर्टनेस एंड नेग्लिजेंस ऑफ क्रू को वजह मानी गई स्पार्ड के लिए और डिलेड एप्लीकेशन ऑफ ब्रेक्स मतलब देर से ब्रेक लगाना एक ऐसे जितने भी एक्सीडेंट हुए स्पॉट हुए हैं उसके जो फैक्ट फाइंडिंग रिपोर्ट या फाइनल जो इंक्वायरी कमेटी के रिपोर्ट के बाद में जो मतलब हायर लेवल ऑफिसर्स के इंक्वायरी का रिपोर्ट के बेस पे बना हुआ है तो ये कहीं ना कहीं सच्चाई से दूर है अगर एक लोको पायलट गलती किया हो सकता है गलती इंसान है इंसान से गलती हो सकती है उसको थकान लग गई होगी नींद आ गया होगा माइक्रो स्लीपिंग आ गया होगा हो सकता है लेकिन वो माइक्रो स्लीपिंग आया क्यों या उसको थकान क्यों महसूस हुई ये इसके बारे में कभी कोई इंक्वायरी नहीं करा कभी नहीं पूछा जाता अगर एक एक चीज ये है कि एक लोको पायलट कंटिन्यूस अगर मान लीजिए सिक्स मंथ तक काम करते रहेगा बिना छुट्टी लिए काम करते रहेगा तो क्या आप महसूस करते हैं कि वो कभी उसको झपकी नहीं आ सकती या माइक्रोस्लिपिंग नहीं हो सकता इमेजिन कर सकते हैं कि नहीं होगा बिल्कुल नहीं आप ये मान के चलिए कि कभी ना कभी उसके अंदर की थकान उसके अंदर के जो फैटिक है वो कहीं ना कहीं किसी न किसी समय बाहर निकलेगी हियर्स एम एम रोली नेशनल वाइस प्रेजिडेंट ऑल इंडिया लोको रनिंग स्टाफ एसोसिएशन whenever a accident or a signal passing a danger happens the investigation goes on the line of who are at fault and who went wrong nowhere it is correctly assessed what went wrong that's the main lacuna 
they will name it as a human failure but for human failure also there are so many factors the working hours of local pilot the rest rules of local pilot the workload of local pilot everything is of 1930s no advancement okay so let's start with training is inadequate training a problem overall even though in the paper it is there the actual the actual they are decreasing the number of days training especially when the new locos are coming when the new sections are opened new system of trains are introduced high when the higher speed trains are introduced in such occasions actually the railway could have improved the working conditions utilizing the higher speeds and all but the railway now pushes the local pilot to run more kilometers or more hours telling that now you are running at a higher speeds and all that's a major thing which which is happening nowadays but nowadays and all the traction or new trains new engines will be introduced every time the vande bharat train it is introduced very fastly the training periodicity of 3 years and all no one can be given training so immediately some 10 or 15 persons will be given a crash course and they will be utilized in this vande bharat light trains initially it may not make any problem but on long run definitely there will be problems so let me get this clear there is no training module across the loco pilot ecosystem for vande bharat trains no only for few loco pilots they are giving the training and they will be utilized just like a crash course they are uh, giving and they will be running okay to me that is a concern mr roli how strong is the workforce how many loco pilots are there in india it is almost one lakh the sanction is almost one lakh near to one lakh and the actual number of loco pilots is less than 80000 so there's a shortage understaffing yes there is understaffing and naturally there will be overworking the rust rules of loco pilot it says that a loco pilot will be given just 22 hours in a week as his weekly rust for five times in a month or 30 hours four times in a month and working hours also in east coast railway where the recent accident happened in most of the cases the local pilots are working for 12 13 14 and even 16 hours hmm nowadays there so many lady local pilots are taken to service there is no toilet facility in a local pilot just imagine how tense a lady loco pilot or a gents may manage somehow but a lady loco pilot could not and naturally a loco pilot who is going out station to some other destination other than his headquarters will be getting a rest of 8 hours or equal to his working hours may not be sufficient in many of the cases and the night duties they are forced to work for continuous four nights sir is there an incentive for loco pilots to do overtime yes surely there are incentives for loco pilots to work incentives for overtime sir one issue that we got to know was that even if loco pilots want to take leave their superiors don't allow them but we can give a counter argument that maybe loco pilots want to earn more money that is why they are pushing for overtime what is the actual situation on the ground it's 90% of the cases 
the real thing is that they are not allowed with the leave. There are some three, four suicide cases in the recent history of railways within the last six months, mostly because of the denial of leave. There is a case of a local pilot who was sick, was not admitted in the hospital. His platelet count, as per the railway record itself, was 14,000. He was sent to home with some medicine and he succumbed to death on the second day. These are the ground realities. There are so many committee recommendations. I told, told that the high power committee recommendations, which was uh, given, the committee was constituted by the railway itself, by the railway officers itself. But it recommended to reduction of duty hours. It uh, recommended to enhancing the periodical rest. It recommended to reduction of night duty. But nothing happened. Here's Ravinder Gupta, retired Director General Safety at the Indian Railways. See, railway pilots rest like airlines is a very uh, well-set uh, mechanism. There are instructions which are laid down. This is the most sensitive category of uh, personnel we have. They, they require 100% attention when they are on foot plate. Foot plate means when they are driving the locomotive. So they, we have very strict regulations which provide that maximum duty which can be there should be for eight hours. Normally for passenger trains, we try to restrict to six. And under any circumstances, duty normally should never extend beyond 10 hours for good trains. So there is monitoring of every case which goes beyond 10 hours. Then beyond this, how much rest a person will take at the other end when he goes away from his headquarter and takes rest. That amount is very closely monitored. Similarly, when he comes back to his headquarter, how much is the overnight 24 hours rest he takes? How many times in a month? Like 22 hours, 5 rest, or 30 hours, 4 rest. So there are rules and regulations which are followed strictly. And not once you will find in any accident, this aspect will be found to be at fault. This is a totally, absolutely no-no in the system. No under rest driver is used for any passenger trains ever. This is not a situation. But yes, it's a strenuous job. It is indeed a strenuous job. In fact, Tuesh, while talking to the local pilots, Sumit, who's producing this episode, and I were both reminded of a recent episode that we did on airline safety and fatigued airline pilots. And, I mean, aviation and railways are two completely divergent modes of transport. They're completely different. But the problems of the pilots and the local pilots, like long working hours and limited rest periods, and even this greed for overtime incentives that you asked about, are very similar. It's just so uncanny. Okay, one interesting point that Roli, or Comrade Roli as he's called, mentioned, was about Vande Bharat trains. Now, Vande Bharat are like the latest, biggest thing in Indian railways. But we've been hearing about several incidents on those trains too. What is behind the Vande Bharat incidents? As of now, Vande Bharat trains haven't been involved in any major accident that led to loss of life on Indian railways. There have been a lot of cattle runover incidents across the railway network. And one of the issues with Vande Bharat trains is that they have fiber laws for aesthetics. And that fiber nose tends to get uh, damaged and uh, it's visually very jarring. 
but uh, if you look at structurally vande bharat trains uh, seem to be safer right now uh, railways is coming up with more improvement measures as well but we also need to understand vande bharat trains at least the present batch of vande bharat trains is mostly chair car driven and chair car trains run during the day they run over shorter routes and the general sense is that pilot fatigue will also be lesser over there because you don't really have overnight travel you go on a very protected route where you can drive or you can drive faster over a longer distance so this could be one of the reasons why we aren't hearing about many vande bharat trains being involved in accidents but these human errors will soon catch up with vande bharat trains also right as more and more of them are introduced and put on tracks going by the data which states that a lot of railway accidents are happening because of human errors we have the same pilots that are driving the vande bharat trains that are driving the other conventional trains as well so until and unless there is a consistent effort to improve the well-being of the local pilots of the people involved with signaling and ensuring that instructions are reaching them on time we might not see overall improvement in railway safety whether it is a vande bharat train or whether it is conventional shatabdi rajdhani or whatever train that we are used to seeing on the network lines okay now let's come to safety initiatives first how much have we spent on making our trains safer the indian railways has been spending heavily on safety if we look at the numbers from financial year 1415 to 2223 the total expenditure on safety itself is around 1.78 lakh crore under different plan heads if we compare this to expenditure from 2004 to 2014 around 70000 crores was spent so the expenditure around last 10 years is over 2.5 times the decade preceding it yes okay but there are several critical initiatives that are pending too right like fencing our railway tracks which is like a big safeguard for human and animal trespassers also and this has been spoken about for really long why has it not happened yet fencing needs to be looked at from the indian perspective a lot of our towns have developed around railway stations and railway tracks because those were the hubs of urbanization post british raj now we would have people who have families and businesses on both sides of the railway line and they would not be acceptable to the idea of a fence being erected that stops them from crossing the railway line as per their convenience now this makes it more difficult for the indian railways to run faster trains because if you don't have a clear track you will end up slowing down your train to reduce the number of mishaps possible so railways has been talking about fencing over a larger section of their network but we need to understand it's a 68000 km network and less than 10% has been fenced till now so it does not seem that fencing is something that will happen anytime soon what about renewal of old railway tracks that's a critical pending initiative as well no so track renewals is a very key element of railway budget and in the budget 2122 itself the government wanted to spend around uh, 10000 crores just on renewing tracks and over a lakh crore on making new tracks the issue is that land acquisition is slow and 
there is a lot of overrun of cost and time with most of the track-related projects. A lot has to do with railway land not being available anymore. So that is a very India issue that we have to deal with. Railway land being encroached, railway land not being available for building a new track or for improving existing facilities. Okay. And finally, the mega safety initiative. Kavaj or the automatic train protection system? Tvesh, tell me all about it. What is it? How big is it? And of course, how effective is it? Kavaj is supposed to be game changer because it will basically stop the train before an accident happens. There are sensors on the railway track. There are sensors within trains that communicate with each other and will inform the train that there is an obstruction ahead of it. So it is going to reduce the burden on local pilots and reduce the burden on signaling infrastructure if implemented correctly. Would Kavach have prevented a Balasore-like accident? Unlikely, because the Balasore accident happened due to what seems like a deliberate attempt. Would it have prevented the Andhra accident? Yes. So Kavach is not a new technology in India. Kavaj projects have been on since the 2000s. They were different technologies. A lot of times it was too expensive. Kavaj has been indigenously developed by the Indian railways because the comparable technologies were too expensive for us. Recently, more companies have also started coming in. Some foreign companies have started pitching their Kavaj comparable technologies we are also hearing about large domestic companies wanting to enter the business because everybody seems to understand that these three companies are too small to be able to deploy coverage on the entire railway network themselves. So they will need partners with some more capital to help them implement the project. There's a lot of talk about Adani Group wanting to enter this as well. Okay, and have we started implementing this technology at all, even in a limited way? Kavach has been deployed on around 1400 kilometers till now, which is spread over Telangana, Andhra, Karnataka and Maharashtra. This is a very small section of the entire railway network which spans at around 68,000 kilometers. So, and even for this financial year, the budget reallocation is uh, roughly 700 crores. So it is quite convinced, everybody is quite convinced that Kavach is not going to happen immediately. Nobody is expecting coverage to be over a significant portion of railways network for the next two decades. Two decades? Wow. Here's Mr. Gupta again. When coverage comes into action, alongside there's a need for a strategy in railways to be adopted that the locomotives which run on that section or the train, the train sets which run on that section, they also have to be correspondingly converted to coverage. I hope I am clear that supposing 100 locomotives are operating on a section and you have only 20 locomotives provided with the coverage and 80 locomotives without it. So it offers no benefit, very limited benefit. As a last word, Tuesh, is the Indian Railways expanding too fast for it to be safe in the long run? I wouldn't say too much expansion is happening because if you see the railway network, Around independence, we were 54,000 kilometers. And uh, 70 years after independence, we are 68. So I wouldn't say too much expansion of the railway network is happening. What is happening is that there is more pressure on people to run trains on time. 
and increase the speed of trains. There's also a lot of pressure on moving more goods trains that tend to move slower. So uh, there is aging railway infrastructure that requires an upgrade. This includes tracks, this includes your safety devices, this includes your locomotives and rolling stock. So instead of expanding the network, there really needs to be some deliberation on which equipment is no longer working as well as it should. And what do we need to change to prevent accidents from happening as frequently? And perhaps India needs to look at an adage in reverse. It cannot afford to miss the trees for the woods. Because our macro picture is great. More advanced technology, more efficient trains, higher spending on safety and lesser accidents when seen in a five-year horizon. But it's the critical micro-niggles like the working conditions of the local pilots that need to be looked at with more urgency. It needs to be ensured that they are trained as fast as the equipment they have to work with is upgraded. And those mega safety initiatives that we spoke about, those need to be fast-tracked just as rapidly as the introduction of swanky new trains. Come to think of it, the railways would in fact do very well to look at an age-old piece of wisdom often seen near milestones on road trips. Speed thrills, but kills. That's it for today. You were listening to this episode on The Morning Brief. It was produced by Sumit Pandey and sound designed by Rajas Nayak. Do like, share and subscribe if you liked this deep dive. A new episode of The Morning Brief drops every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday on a listening platform of your choice. Keep listening. This is your host Anirban Chaudhary wishing you a very good day and rest of the week. Thank you. All clips used in this episode belong to their respective owners. Credits are mentioned in the description. 